Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. We're also on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters, and you can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. That intro song just feels so, so right. And welcome to a brand new episode of Combo Characters, fresh off Super Bowl weekend, full of superhero ads. We're here to bring it all to you. Coming from Boston, Massachusetts, this is the CEO and president of Snark Industries, the incredible Invisible Ig, and joining me, as always, from San Antonio, your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. What's going on, man? Hey, man. It is going pretty good over here, though I must say my heart is a little heavy. What they say <laughs> is true. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. I am missing you so sweetly, so softly. Oh, wow. For, that's a beautiful tribute for Valentine's Day weekend coming up. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it feels like forever since we recorded. It really wasn't that long ago, but... Uh, I just, I really had so much fun recording that last episode. That magic, man, that magic of recording live, we're both in the same room. We got to do that Uh, again, for sure. We're going to try to do that. I mean, obviously, we we can't do it week to week or anything, but we will try to do that more often. Maybe uh, this next time, I will head to your neck of the woods, sir. Oh, that would be, that would be special. I'm trying to kind of recreate the magic a little bit. Yeah. By having a little, a little scotch right now, a little whiskey in the middle of the day. To try right. and recreate that's, some of that magic from uh, last That's time. pretty good. Uh, now, you yeah, know, go ahead and, and throw it out there, man. What, what are you drinking? Okay, okay, yeah. You want to? You actually want to hear yeah. what this is? Yeah, let's hear it. Um, so it is a single malt scotch whiskey called the Balvenie. Yeah. Okay, pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Like anytime you put a the in front of the name, it, yeah. it, it is a little pretentious. Well, it, it's just the, I mean, just the name, even even without the thumb. <laughs> but they, definitely the, the It's like they, they named it. What's it called again? The Balvenie? The Balvenie? The Balvenie? They're like, we'll call it Balvenie. No, no, no. Not pretentious <laughs> enough. Let's add an article in front of it. The, the Balvenie. Yes! Excellent. Yeah, a, like how Facebook used to be called The Facebook? Yes. Um, and then they changed it. Uh, the Balvenie is like, no, we're, we're, keeping that, we're keeping that The in there. This variety of the Balvenie is called, I'm not making this up, Double Wood. Yeah. Kind of, uh, kind of because, appropriate yeah. for Deadpool weekend. Yeah, a little bit because it's matured in two distinct casks. I would argue that is not the case. <laughs> it, uh, it, no, it very much is two distinct casks. Okay, that's what it says. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's all good. And well, how's it taste, mind you? I mean, oh great. Okay, it's really good. good. I mean, if you like scotch, I don't know. Most yeah, people, yeah. yeah. Well, don't. you know, some people do. Some people don't. You got to be at least thirty years. However, you ha, yeah, it's true. You got to get some hair it's on the like chest. Jazz starts sounding good to you, and like Scotch starts tasting. Good jazz to you. is so That's good, by happens. the way. Love jazz. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I'm just drinking water right now. But if I were drinking an alcoholic beverage or liquor, I would be drinking Crown Royal. Hmm. Because this is a little, just a little tidbit into the life of Alfred Arvizu. I was actually <laughs> king. I was king for three minutes yeah. on Tuesday, February 9th. For three minutes, I was king of an actual castle, Castle Sensible, 
It was yeah. uh, there was live feed of the castle broadcast on the internet, courtesy of Cards Against Humanity, and I got to make some decrees. One of which, uh, you know, kind of thrown out a little shout out to uh, my pal and pod, Ignacio. Yeah, man, I, threw, right. I had to no. throw your name out there. I appreciate that. I, I was actually well, I was name dropped, I believe, twice maybe, because um, one of your other decrees had me involved as well. Oh, but, right, um, for the yeah. podcast, yeah. Like so, for those three minutes, could you have like murdered someone inside that castle, and it would have been legit? Like nobody would have. <sighs> yeah, would have happened. To you? Yeah, I mean, in theory, yes, but I think the the next person that would rule after you could then be like, "No, get that guy." <laughs> okay, so it's a, it's risky. You're taking, a but risk like, there. say you killed him in the first minute. For the next two minutes, nobody could do anything. They could do nothing. Yeah. Okay. Perfect crime for two minutes. All right, well, that's something. Yeah. Most people don't even get one minute. Beat that, Lex Luthor. Yeah. <laughs> hmm? I'm right up there with, with Victor Von Doom, man. I mean, you yeah. know? Like. You're next. You're just, you're the next level right right below him. Yeah, just like a little bleep, just a little bit. Doom under. Castle. Yeah. Al Castle. Al Castle. That sounds good. Castle. Castel. Did you so? Did you do anything for Super Bowl Sunday? Because that's what, we're going to spend most of the episode yes. talking about all of the ads. I'll tell you what I did during Super Bowl Sunday. What did, what did you do? For I the actual... geeked out on all of these cool Super Bowl comic book movie advertisements and trailers that were going on. That's what I did. The game. This by was the way, a good not, year. Not a huge football to, fan. To focus on the ads, but the, the, game, the game was, was kind of uh, shit. You unless know. you like defensive football, it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, didn't really, really pay attention to the game, honestly. Was just looking forward to the ads. Uh, was not disappointed at all. And we're going to go, pardon me, we're going to go over uh, a whole bunch of them here today for everyone. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Uh, yeah. So the first let's one, the first one we've got here, and what we're going to do, because we love you out there so much in the CBCU, we're going to play the actual ads. They're only 30 seconds to a minute long anyway. Figured we'd give you the audio, and then we'll you know we'll discuss the ads after. So let's go ahead and do yeah. that first one. We're going to start off with Deadpool, since of course that's the big movie coming out this weekend. We're all jazzed for that. Let's see what they had for us for Super Bowl. Here we go. Oh, hello, Deadpool here. I always wanted to be a professional athlete because I wanted to have children in cities all over the world. See you this Friday, America. Deadpool. Rated R. In theaters and IMAX. Friday. <laughs> Friday? Yeah, right. I'm going to be watching this thing tomorrow, which yeah, is Thursday. Thursday. Uh, yeah, me too. Which, and uh, you will as well. Uh, uh, oh, so, okay. Before yeah. we touch on the ad, real quick, I just wanted to mention something. So, actually, I'm going to be ending, I'm going to end up seeing it uh, on Friday with some friends and, you know, due to work schedules and stuff, that's when we got the tickets. This was weeks ago. We're jazzed about that. I actually was able to secure tickets for tomorrow. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, because, you know, whatever, see it twice, whatever. Does this happen to you every every time, dude? No, not every time. Does this happen to you for Star Wars? I know it happened to Star like Wars. like 20 times. I know. You have to watch it individually with every one of your friends. You can't just get them all together in one. Uh, well, here's one the thing. Swoop. Here's the thing. The person I'm taking on Thursday, on Thursday, yes. to this rated R superhero film, 
is my mom. <laughs> she really wanted to go. She saw the ad and was like, "When?" She literally turned to me and go, "When are we going?" I'm like, "How? Wait. How much does your mom know about Deadpool?" Not that much at all. Like almost oh, zero. God. I would say zero. And but she was like, "When are we going? Like ready to go?" And I'm like, "Well, okay. I mean, if my mom wants to go, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell her no." But here's the you other think thing. She's just like, well, I know my son's going to want to go see this. But no, but so she, she already, she already knew that I was going to go see it. Like, she already... So she like, saw the trailer and was like, that looks good to me. I want to go see that? Yeah, I, I think, think she that's just... Really I think she just yeah, yeah. I think she saw Colossus and was like, oh, Colossus. Colossus is pretty pretty impressive. And was just so, in from there. But here's the, here's the crazy thing. I do want to get back to the Super Bowl trailer, but here's the really crazy thing. I just found out a couple of days ago that there is a... Full on super nude Ryan Reynolds sex scene in the movie, where he what do you mean by super fights nude? naked like full frontal. <laughs> like, okay, like he's fighting and his like dicks like flopping around. I basically. think so. That's wow. that, that does it, seem that's what they like were implying in the in the little thing that I read. Well, Not that's that hilarious. I'm sure that's so. That's gonna be that's gonna be something that yeah. I have to deal with tomorrow. I bet all those guys who were like, you know, thought they put one over on their like wives by making them go watch the movie are going to be like, fuck. <laughs> be like all squirmy. Joke's and, like, on you, dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So, so do you, I mean, you know your mom better than anyone. Do you think she's actually going to like this movie? Oh, yeah. Also, my mom thinks Ryan Reynolds is like super hot. So. It's, yeah, well. She, she, she told me when I, and I told her, I'm like, so yeah, about the movie, I'm like, supposedly there's like a, he's nude, he's naked in one part. She goes, ooh. She goes, <laughs> yeah, ooh. She goes, she goes, you better not tell me to close my eyes. I'm like, don't worry, I'll be closing my eyes and like covering my ears and just trying to think happy thoughts. Um, I wonder, yeah, I'm really curious how far this goes. I know, I'm, I'm kind of scared. I, I mean, considering it's Deadpool, it could really, yeah. it could go pretty far. I yeah, think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm I'm excited for the movie. I'm going. I'm hanging out with my nerd crew, as I've mentioned. So yep. tomorrow night cool. we will be uh, checking it out. And just FYI, the, uh, uh, CBCU, we're going to be doing a Deadpool centric pod after the movie comes out. So that's right. don't worry about that. We, you know that's coming for sure. Um, but well, let's talk about the trailer. About this real quick. Any, there's not much new, right? I mean, no. I like the line of. Wanting to be a professional athlete so you can have kids all over the in every state or whatever in every city in the world or in a bunch of yeah. cities all over the world. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Is that's that new. That's that, new. That, that was new. That's he did like a little thing where he like kind of squared up a dude's head like a field yeah. goal and then he like punted him. Uh, you know, a lot of quick action sequences. Um, it's just you know we're already at the movie, so they don't need to show us anything else. Uh, yeah. That line was funny. It shows the humor of the film. I'm excited. Can't wait to see it. Uh, we're just a little over 20, also, 24 hours from now. The movie hasn't come out yet, but the studio must be really encouraged because there's already talks about a, a, a sequel coming yeah, out. Yeah, so. a cable Deadpool sequel. And that's awesome. Uh, it, you know, Deadpool or Cable is a much kind of more serious character. So it'll be interesting to see how they integrate that. But I guess, you know, if you substitute him for Colossus. You know, they could probably work that dynamic out just fine. It doesn't even matter who you pair next to Deadpool. He's no. going to be the more serious character, or she. He, yeah, that's true. Because he's, they're going to have to be the straight man, right? Because yeah. like, Deadpool is not going to play that character. Correct. And Cable is like the, like the perfect straight man. The straightest of men. Yeah. He loves, like, 
his country, Ford Trucks, country music, Rascal Flats, or... No, wait. You probably like Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Toby Keith. Fl- Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats, not Rascal Flats. I know nothing about country. Did you say flas- Flaskal Rats? Did Is I say Flaskal Rats? I'm sure I did. I don't know. I'm sure I did. Flaskal um, Rats? <laughs> rats without penises. Um... But yeah, so I mean, we're already we're already right at the door of Deadpool, and uh, if if Hot Topic advertisements can be believed, this is going to be the biggest movie in the history of everything. Um, yeah. But I, I actually think it's going to do really well. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it opens to north of fifty million for the first weekend, which in February would be pretty great. You think this does better or worse than Ant Man? Let's see. What did Ant Man finish with? Like I don't know. Two... I thought. See, I thought you would have that top. Of your right head. off my top of my head, I, th- I want to say it finished with like two forty. Where do you go for this box office mojo? I can look it up while you. Yeah, uh, box office mojo. I think. I think it's going to be about the same. I think. It, I think if it. Yeah. I think it's going right, to. So hit. we got domestic. What am I looking at? Domestic total gross because that's. They made a crap ton of money. For Ant Man, you ready for this? Yeah. Domestic total gross, one hundred eighty million. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You think so? What do you think? Deadpool? I think Deadpool's going to actually hit above that. I think Deadpool, when it's all said and done, ah oh, man, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say right at two hundred million. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know what the I don't know what the budget is for that movie. Do you know? For Deadpool, this is becoming like <laughs> it's really it's a number t- number talk. We're doing number talk on combo characters. Um, number talk. Is this a new segment that we're? <laughs> yeah, let's not. Um, Deadpool's budget is fifty-eight million. Yeah, that's probably with advertising too. So Ant Man, this is, I think this might surprise you. Yeah. It's considerably more, one hundred and thirty million, double the budget. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway. Uh, it should do well. I don't know. I mean, who knows, right? I, it's really hard to predict this kind of stuff. But superhero movies tend to do well. Uh, it's a it's a weird time of year. I mean, movies, these kind of movies historically do not come out in February. Yeah. But um, but on the on the plus side, I guess there's really no competition, right? You're not there's not a whole lot of yeah superhero action movies to go up against. Also, um, if you think about it, typically superhero films are released when in the summer, right? But that's because a lot of kids are going to go see them. But this is a rated R film. You know, that's a good point. Kids that's really point. probably should not be seeing this movie. And also, yeah. I feel like that model has kind of been thrown out the window anyway. I mean, we're getting big, big blockbuster movies. At I think Star Wars is going to like rewrites the whole thing. Yeah, I think it was already changing before that. But yeah, you're right. I yeah. Mean, well, I think that the was like that the, a movie can come out in December. That was the stamp, right? Because yeah, they were right. like, no movie's going to break ninety million in December, and now you have Star Wars that is literally. Um, the highest grossing domestic film of all time in December, you know, when it released in December. So anyway, um, moving on to a Marvel Studios film that and you know what? Before I even say anything, let's just go ahead and roll it out there for the fans and we'll throw a commentary on the back end. This is for Captain America Civil War, the latest TV spot.
Oh, that one. Hashtag Team Iron Man. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and say wow. that. Wow. Okay. Hashtag yeah. wherever Spidey is. Okay. Like, I know we haven't <laughs> seen him. Yeah, where is Spidey? I mean, just as as in the numbers game, it's five against six, right? So it would make sense that Spider-Man's on the team of five. Right, Which, but isn't the, team, the case, isn't team of five, doesn't team of five have vision on it? Yeah. Yeah, team of five like, doesn't need anyone else. That's true. But I mean, Iron Man, Vision, Spider-Man, and Black Panther, like what the, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to like, you know, talk down to Black Widow or War Machine, but I mean, let's be clear, there, there, there is a hierarchy of superheroes, right? <laughs> and like, Vision, Iron Man, Super Spider-Man, and Black Panther, that just, that's that is an incredible team. That is an amazing yeah, team. Yeah, that's squad goals right there. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's something. That's something. You know, the funny thing is, I keep seeing on the internet, everyone's like, where's Spider-Man? Where's Spider-Man? They do the J. Jim Jameson thing. Like, ah, where's Spider-Man? You know? But, I, you know, the, and the internet meme is that he's the one taking the pictures, like, the, <laughs> that you see in the trailer. Yeah, right. Like, when they're all lined up and you see them, like, side by side, or, like, you know, against each other. It's like he's the one taking the pictures, which would make sense because he's a photographer. Um clearly that's not the case they're just slow playing it like they did with vision uh with avengers age of ultron which i think is a smart move as badly as i do want to see spidey if they don't even show him at all until the like i actually see the movie i'm fine with that they don't i don't need to see him beforehand uh just know that he's there and i'm good with that but how cool is this trailer man i mean they do so much in in like 30 seconds and the thing that gets me more than anything else, and we can go bit by bit for the trailer if you want, but just the one scene that really stands out is Bucky shooting at Iron or at Tony Stark point blank in the face, and then he does this cool like Iron Man watch into Iron Man glove thing and blocks the bullet like at the last second. But it's is that what happened? Because I thought maybe it was like his glasses were bulletproof. Oh, okay. That's what I thought happened. No, I thought it was the. I thought he caught it with the glove, like he his, because his oh, watch snap. turned into the glove. Well, now I might need to see it again. Okay. Right. Well, well, I'm 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 very confused now. I thought, I mean, they do show him with the glove earlier in the trailer, so maybe that maybe you're onto something there. But either oh, way, I see, I see it now. Okay, I just watched it again. He's basically holding the gun. Yeah, holding the gun and, shut. And Bucky's like, fuck it, I'm just going to shoot through your hand. But yeah. it, it, it doesn't go through his hand. Because he has the... Wow, that makes it so much worse. He's like, fuck it, I'm still going to shoot you even though you're covering up my gun. Yeah. Yeah, shoot dude. Bucky. But talk about, talk about no chill. No yeah, chill for no Buck. No chill whatsoever. Um, Not you, cool, dude. Yeah. But that's a really dynamic scene. Like, that's a really intense... I'm sure in the film it's a really intense scene. And uh, just super excited. The whole movie looks intense, man. Like, you would think these guys were just the worst of enemies with the way they're going at it. Uh, like, they're just they're just straight up trying to murder each other. Yeah, here's the thing that, they, that Marvel is doing with Civil War that I think is really smart. They're really focusing on the battle dynamic between Cap and Buck and Iron Man and then the subsequent, you know, teams. And it, it really looks like you said, like they're going out for blood. Whereas like with Batman versus Superman, that's how they started. But then, 
you know, it kind of, then they showed Wonder Woman and then they're fighting Doomsday together. And it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. So, I mean, they are going to fight against each other, but not really, you know. That's Yeah, that's a good point. Whereas I mean, I, here, I like, yeah, up, up to right. this point, they're just they're just at each other's throats. Right. And they, I, I hope they keep it that way. Whatever ends up happening in the movie, for the trailers at least, I hope they, they keep that kind of tone. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and I think there might be similar kind of arcs in both of those movies, but with BVS, they've kind of sold us the whole story in a way. Yeah. Where you, you see the arc already in the trailers, whereas Civil War has been doing a really good job of just keeping it to, this is essentially the matchup, right? It's these six against these five, and you don't know what the outcome is. You don't really know where it's going. The, path, the only thing we do know, and... <laughs> Tell me if you saw this. I almost feel like they're giving a little too much with it because they keep showing it. Poor, poor Roddy, man. Dude, yeah, he's gone. He's a goner. He's, he's done. He's just he's on the ground. He's on the ground. He's got smoke coming out of him. Tony's it's not looking looking weary, like holding him up, looking really sad. Just... We already know that there's two funerals in this movie. Yeah, and he is like the front runner. Like if there's Vegas what? odds. He's then he's number one. Like there's no doubt. Got, he's like a one to one, like a, a one to one odd. Uh, yeah. So do you think maybe because they have Black Panther, they can't have two, like two black guys, two black superheroes <laughs> at once? Yeah, like, this is not. Yeah, this is not right. They have to. We have to eliminate. They're like <laughs> make this as white as possible. Marvel's like, look, we saw how everyone reacted to Beyonce's thing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're right. just gonna eh, we're just gonna scale it back to one black superhero for now. And I mean, it's it's not the most surprising thing if they take out War Machine. He is. Yeah, that I mean, has nothing to do with the skin one color. In this movie, in that, in both of the kind of lineups, that isn't for sh- is for sure never gonna have his own standalone movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone else, I think you can make an argument for. True, and not only that, he's literally a redundancy. Like he's Iron yeah, Man, right. but not Iron Man. Like. Right. Um, so it has nothing to literally like we tease and joke. It has nothing to do with his skin color. They, they he's just kind of probably the most expendable character that they have. So no, he definitely is. Okay, but okay. Team uh, Iron Man, dude. Hashtag yeah. get that get that trend. Hashtag Team Iron Man. That's a thing. That is a trending thing on the on the Twitter. Um, all right, so man. Spider Man. We don't know much about Spider Man. You are you we know nothing as a Spider Man fan. Yeah. Are you? Frustrated that no. with the lack of Spider-Man so far. No, okay. No, I'm I I kind of like it this way. I, okay. I like I said, if they don't show anything until I actually have to go see the movie, that's fine. But if I just had to predict. Would you say they 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 kind of do it the way that they did Vision, where yeah, you do get to see him before the movie, but it was only really released two or three weeks before the movie came out. Yeah. I think or do so. we not get anything? I think we get a glimpse. I think we get a very quick, maybe like the vision eyes. Yeah, right. Like that thing, but with Spidey. Mm-hmm. And that's probably it. I don't think we get anything else beyond it. And and I think that's a smart move, and that's how I would play it, and I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, yeah, my only hope is that Spidey's role is not super short in the film. Like, I hope he's got some stuff to do. I hope he's not just there for one scene, you know. So we'll see. But so far, so yeah. good. It's hard to picture him. I don't know. I'm having a hard time picturing him having a big role. But, I mean, I do remember reading about him being one of those characters that kind of switches allegiances. 
mm-hmm. right? Was didn't that come out at some point, or was I don't know if that was a rumor? Well, I know that's from the comic, and you know, I well, think yeah. I remember reading something about that that he might do that in the. Uh... I felt like it was more than just oh, that's what happens in the comics. It mm-hmm. was like maybe someone said it, but that's usually for if like a big character like that to switch, you have to spend a good amount of time with that character to kind of learn about why they're even doing that to begin with. And you have to build up the character to a point where it means something. I guess with Spider-Man, that's already built in because people just know that Spider-Man's a big deal. But since we haven't seen him in so long, and this is a new version, I think if that's the storyline, he's going to have to be in it quite a bit. If he's if he's not, and he's just kind of a guy who kind of comes in and pitches in on, on one of the two sides, then maybe his role isn't that big. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, or I, he's I, or he's basically what we thought Black Panther was going to be, which is neutral, right? Somewhat in the middle. I don't know. It can, go, it can go in a lot of different directions. You're right, and and that's that's great. And I think I have faith in the storytellers behind this film that they're going to do it justice, whatever they end up doing. But we'll find out. I could end up hating it. I know you would love that so much. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So one of the one of the other trailers that came out for Super Bowl uh, weekend that was really I was actually really impressed with, but we'll go ahead and play it now. Um, oh, yeah. Was the X Men Apocalypse uh, trailer, and we're going to go ahead and play that now for all you CBCers out there. Enjoy. an interesting one to play just the audio because I feel like music is really becoming a really big part of comic book trailers <laughs> yeah like I remember like the the one with Ultron I can't remember the song uh, the, the song. strings the Pinocchio song yeah they essentially just slowed it down and like made it really dramatic and then Suicide Squad did it with I can't remember the song but they did kind of a similar thing this is a Coldplay song which is already kind of a slow song to begin with but they got someone who's either Lord or sounds like Lord singing it yeah um it definitely sets the mood for the trailer. It's just pure action. I mean, it's only a few seconds long. You get to see Apocalypse basically looking like a badass. Yeah, he uh, doesn't look like a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers character anymore. No. Which is great. I don't know if... Best, probably the, our best shot of Psylocke so far. Yeah, she looks great. She looks awesome. Uh, Olivia Munn looks like she's going to do a, a good job with that. I don't know. I don't know much about her acting chops, but I never really watched the newsroom, but she definitely looks the part. That's for sure. Yeah. Um... Any s- any takeaways from this? Uh, some of the actually, scenes we've actually, already seen. Actually, real quick, this is uh, going back to the Civil War. Real quick, uh, the the thing where they say the United we stand, United we stand, divided we oh, yeah. fall. That little chant that reminded me of the uh, Batman: The Dark Knight Rises, uh, the Christopher Nolan with Bane, where they where they're in the pit and you hear the basura, basura, ah, 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 and they're mm-hmm. all like chanting. Kind of reminded me of that, but it was it was it was good. Um, I liked what they did with that. Going back to this, I I agree. I feel like the slowed down covers of songs that we are familiar with is a little played out right now, uh, <laughs> but it's lot, but, yeah. but it's not terrible. It fit it fits what's going on. 
oddly enough, because there's a like you said, there's a lot of action. It's very quick paced, very quick cut uh, trailer. You see a, a disheveled Magneto, like yep. <laughs> he's just like in a flannel shirt and jeans. It's kind of weird. Like it's a very odd way to see Magneto. Um, you see a uh, you see Quicksilver for a second. Looks real cool. You see Angel with his wings. Looks real cool. You see Cyclops with his optic blast. Looks real cool. Everything looks really cool in this trailer. Um, where, like, if I had to use one word to describe the Deadpool ad, I would say, like, subversive, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or flippant? And then for Civil War, intense. <laughs> it's a really intense trailer. Yeah. For, for X-Men, I would say it's really cool. It's cool. It's just a cool-looking trailer. There's a lot of stuff they're doing with the color of the of the powers that the people have, kind of using that to really brighten up the 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 environments of the film. Looks really cool. Yeah. So there had been some some rumblings that maybe Jennifer Lawrence. This might be Jennifer Lawrence's last. Yeah, we do. We do see. We do see Mystique in quite a bit of trouble. <laughs> As Mystique, do you think that's the ending of Mystique right there? Because it looks like she. That might be it. Right. Right at that moment, uh, Apocalypse looks like he's about to kill her. Yeah, totally looks like he's about to kill her. Um, and you know what? That might end up being, you know, spoilers. I guess we don't know what we're talking about. We're making this stuff up. But <laughs> it's not a spoiler. We're just fucking. If it's that's just I said, us. I guess, you know, like, okay. But right. the thing is, we're right about some of this stuff. So I don't want people getting mad about it later. What if that's the turning point in the film? Like, what if it's like Apocalypse and his four horsemen, you know? Yeah. But then they Rick kill. Blair, Arn they... Anderson. Okay. No, different. Oh, yeah. Um, um, you know, Ole Anderson, uh, Telly Blanchard. Um, yeah. But thank you for completing that. That was impressive. Yeah. You're welcome. And, yeah. <laughs> but, so they kill. He kills Mystique, and that's the thing where the horsemen are like, "Wait, she was. She shouldn't have killed her for some reason." And so then everybody attacks Apocalypse at that point. Oh, that's you interesting. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it probably is going to take something like that to take out Apocalypse. Def- well, yeah, definitely, man. This guy is like, he's legit. He's so powerful. He's looking really powerful. Such a badass. Dude, I mean, I, you know, I love what Marvel Studios does with all of their Marvel films, but. They wish they could have a villain like Apocalypse. Like, yeah, Thanos is almost Apocalypse adjacent. I'm just gonna say it. Really? In See, terms like of in terms of the films, like the way that they're they're look, making it look, because we haven't seen yeah. Thanos do anything yet. That's true. You know, and it might look kind of silly when he does. But Apocalypse like looks like a legit threat in this trailer. Yeah. So cool. Um, any other thoughts before we move on? No, uh, it's a really quick shot. I think. Psylocke was definitely the big takeaway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, she looked really cool. The costume uh, like, looks just like the comic costume. Yeah, you know, she's like she cuts through like a flying car. Yeah, and like flies through it. Uh, yeah, that's that about it. Um, it's cool. But no, man, we've we've burned through essentially the trailers for the Marvel movies. Uh-huh. Let's do a DC one. Even double these, dip. These next couple dip. ones are not actually movie ads. They're just they're like tie-ins. Um, like promotional start, tie-ins, yeah. Yeah, let's start with the DC ones. Uh, there was a, it was a, a, a couple of them related to Batman versus Superman. And <laughs> let me try to describe these the best I can. In fact, why don't I just play them? Maybe that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, we'll start off with the first one, and actually, I won't even describe it. I'll just play it and see if you can. 
figure out what's going on. You probably already watched it yourself, but here we go. As the airline that flies to more countries than any other, Turkish Airlines is pleased to announce a new destination, Gotham City. A city that's risen above its past to become a thriving urban center. Thanks to a significant grant from my company, Wayne Enterprises, Gotham is being restored to its former glory. From the legendary Gotham Opera House to the nightlife of the New Bowery, take a trip to a city that never stops. Discover why Gotham City is great again. And who knows, you may even catch a glimpse of a local celebrity. There's never been a better time to visit our great city. So book your flight now on Turkish Airlines. All right, so that was Turkish Airlines uh, ad number one. I'm about to play ad number two, which also aired during Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl, and this one is kind of similar. Here we go. As the airline that flies to more countries than any other, Turkish Airlines is pleased to announce a new destination, Metropolis, a city reborn, rebuilt, and stronger than ever, proud of its heritage and its heroes. Well, thanks to LexCorp's substantial contribution, Metropolis is now open for business again. Come visit the city of tomorrow. Today. We can't wait to welcome you. Book your flight now on Turkish Airlines. So, if you couldn't figure out what was going on there, there were commercials for Turkish Airlines where they <laughs> were announcing, you know, new, new destinations, cities, fictional yeah. cities, Metropolis and Gotham. Obviously, it's a promotional tool for Batman versus Superman. Also, a promotional tool for Tur- Turkish Airlines. Not that they're ever going to get anyone booking trips to either of those cities, but it just kind of makes them look cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that they're, like, I think it, I think it's so savvy, so smart. I think it's great. It's it's actually really really good marketing, Um, and really clever. I think from from DC's DC's perspective, Mm -hmm. Um, we've kind of given them some crap during our shows about some of their what we kind of see as kind of failed marketing opportunities, or just and some of them their trailers maybe not connecting the way that, that that some of Marvel's trailers do. But this is an example I think of them really 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 doing this right. And like it, they were having fun, and it, it was a lot more playful than anything we had seen in any of the BVS trailers. I think. Right, and right. I, I like. I mean, I, I've always said I personally kind of like that style for superhero movies um, and superhero content. But um, I thought it was really cool. And like, what I liked was also that they have Bruce Wayne in the first one, kind of selling you on Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And then for Metropolis, it's not Superman selling you. It's actually Lex Luthor. <laughs> right. And they're both sitting in a Turkish Airlines plane saying, like, we're open for business. Come visit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was so – it was just really smart to do it that way. And just a, a, a cool way of featuring the movie but also doing it, you know, with with a, a sponsor 
I thought I thought it was cool. Yeah, it's I completely agree. I thought it was super clever. Um, love how both of the ads mirrored each other. Um, you know, they both talked about rebuilding and restoring, restoring Gotham and rebuilding Metropolis. Of course, this is in reference to, you know, Metropolis getting torn to shreds from the Man of Steel film. Right. Um, and then you've got like the business personalities, like you said, you got Bruce Wayne, you got Lex Luthor in, in, in their business personas kind of propping it up i yeah this was by far my favorite thing that's been related to bvs to this point me too um yeah and i you know it's kind of funny and i think it shows how badly i do want these films to do well and to be good because really all it took was this and i'm like right on board i was already on board but now i'm excited again like i'm like you know what this is cool like if they can play off this kind of dynamic between the two cities and the two heroes, like, and that's kind of just a theme within the film, this could be great. See, okay, and let me be kind of devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. What if this is really just, like, Turkish Airlines marketing team coming up with this idea <laughs> and, like, pitching it? You know what I mean? Like, is it, like, but I'm just saying, Not like, inconceivable. Why, but, like, what, it doesn't necessarily mean that what we saw in these ads is going to be reflected in the movies. Is what that's I mean. true. The tone or the mood is really just for this ad specifically. Obviously, when it's related to a movie, you want it to somewhat... You don't want to be, like, completely radically different. It needs to movie. reflect to the, still promote the, the movie, and right. you want it to fit, right? right? But, you know, we're, we're probably talking about a completely different team, team yeah. from any of the people that... Well, you know what? DC needs to hire those guys. Those guys, guys <laughs> and gals, because... Because they there's like they a, there was like it. a levity to these commercials yeah. that I, that has, it's and like it, completely missing from Zack Snyder's movies. right and it's not like an over the top Deadpool jokey like brash no. sense of humor it's just this light undercurrent of not taking yourself so seriously and right. having a little fun with it and I think these ads did great that's a really good point you brought up I did not think of that uh, if that is the case like I said. Uh, Warner Brothers or DC Films or whatever the hell they're calling themselves go get those people get the people that do the Turkish Airlines ads for you and hire them and make them do stuff for you because they did a great job um, yeah I mean I have I have nothing negative to say about either either ad they were both great they were both no in fact this was even though I really liked the, the Civil War trailer this was my favorite ad I think Comic book related ad that I saw all yeah. weekend was was were these, these two, two the stand-up. I thought they really nailed it. I that. I think the way they mirror each other, like I like I said earlier, I think that that just that just put it that much more over, like just because it was yeah. narratively it was so strong. My favorite moment of any of the ads was the Tony almost getting shot by Bucky in the face, <laughs> like maybe for yeah. more personal reasons than others, but. I, you keep getting like Marvel keeps throwing these little morsels at you with all these Civil War. Trailers. Well, you know what it is. You know what it is. Yeah. They're they're, you know they're they're paying me back for the bullshit that they're doing with Mary Jane in the comics, <laughs> with Iron Man and Mary Jane. So they're trying to you know they're trying to keep me Get at ready. bay. So I don't. We're go we're into about to have the most epic comic cove of all time. Not on this cycle. episode, yeah. but in future ones oh, yeah. because I saw an image of Mary Jane. With the Iron Man suit oh, on, god. so you know what that means. Oh god! One step away. Oh dude. my god! We're just one step away. <sighs> one step closer that... to the edge, and I'm about to break. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say this is like retribution for watching Peter Parker dance in like oh, Spider-Man Three, dressed up in emo. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I so maybe 
Um, I, I do love what Marvel is doing with Iron Man in the films. And I, I just like the tension, but that's my favorite moment of any of these ads. But my favorite actual ads front to back are these two ads. They bookend each other perfectly. Kudos to DC. Kudos to Turkish Airlines. Now I know you exist. So one, we got one more to play, you guys. And this one is similar to the last couple we played where it's a tie-in. You got the comic book property with a different uh, company. I won't tell you what it is. I'll just go ahead and play it. This one's also pretty cool. You know, I want, should I just explain what happens here? Or, like, should we just play it? You think people will get it? Ah, people will get it. Yeah. I'm just going to play it. play it. Good boy. Hey, Bruce, you don't mind if I just take this last Coke, do you? Thanks, bye. Oh, you do mind. playing what are you doing all right uh that was an ad for coca-cola and if it wasn't clear with just the audio which i'm sure maybe it wasn't uh we have paul rudd whose voice is pretty recognizable and he's that's him or that's someone doing the greatest paul rudd impression of all time of all time uh, yeah stealing a coke can from the a mini coke of can. bruce banner the mini mini coke can. mini coke can. uh refrigerator of bruce banner who is not played by mark ruffalo you must have been just oof, that must have hurt um or at least is just played by a faceless person well you just you don't really be- see them they're like coming through a door like in a so hallway just, are you saying it is mark ruffalo no no i don't think it is him but okay, it's you not. don't really see say. bruce banner like yeah. at all well, really i'm just saying you must have been crushed we were that close to rough oh. and didn't get anything. rough and rud yeah man i yeah ooh. i know you've been waiting for that those two guys oh my god that's right he's not gonna be in civil oh my god you're no. right even think about that yeah Oh. Have they ever been in a movie together? I don't know if they have. Uh, I'm going to make one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, okay. I'm going to write that movie. <laughs> I need Rough uh, and Rudd, man. I know. Rough and Rudd. That should just be the movie right there. Rough and Rudd for 2020. Um, uh. So Rudd, as Ant-Man, yeah. Rudd's not in it. He's just voice acting. Steals the can and like jumps out the window like a skyscraper. And then Bruce Banner turns into the Hulk and chases him all throughout Manhattan Ends up finally catching up to him, and like an alleyway. like, "Fine, you can have it. Here's the can." And then Hulk can't open the can because yeah. he has giant hands. Yeah, that's just, which is a problem. It's um, a legit problem. Struggle is real. It's a legit problem. Like he can't, he can't. I, I don't think they even make gloves for people that size. Yeah. Um, and then Ant Man climbs up to him, opens it for him, gets a little like teardrop. Or raindrop of Coke and drinks that. Yeah, well, he's the size of an ant, so it's fine. Yeah. Why do you think he wanted that whole can? Like, how long would that have lasted? Uh, that's ant- probably why he wanted it, because it would have lasted him, like, the whole freaking year. Like That would have been the whole year of beverage. 
I think it would have gone flat, though. Yeah, totally. So. Yeah, I don't think he thought this one through very well. No. There's not a lot of logic behind this one. It's really just meant to look cool, and it really does. <laughs> it does. It's probably, like, the most expensive ad of It was. Movie. It was. Yeah. 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 Uh, it looks awesome. Like, it's them, like, flying, you know, just, like, doing all kinds of crap through New York. But this is another good, you know, good example of these this kind of synergy of promoting your movie, but also with an advertiser. But, Coca-Cola doesn't really get much bigger than that. Um What'd you think of it? I, I really like this feel like a sellout moment. No, or was no. This, in okay. fact, I think this is, and this is really what I want to kind of point my energy toward is that this felt like a moment of celebration. I did like the ad. First of all, I thought it was very, you know, cute and entertaining. Paul Rudd does an excellent job with his voice acting. Um, but here's what, here's what's something that's kind of funny. And you just said it, you know, here's another example of, an ad that kind of promotes a film, but there's, here's the thing. There is no film with Hulk and Ant-Man in it. There is no such film. So we literally are at the point in popular culture where our advertisements have superheroes in them and there's no connected property. I mean, yes, there are the Marvel films as a whole and in a sense it does promote them like that. But it's it's more than that now. Now we're using superheroes just to promote stuff, just random good, shit like Coca Cola. Yeah. What like that's oh my god like what era do we live in like how amazing is that? I mean, it just blows my mind. We are living in the golden age of nerddom of like nerd popular culture stuff. I don't know how to I don't know how to put it like in a concise phrase, but it's it just blows my mind. I mean, you know, we might see a Mr. Fantastic commercial for The Gap at some point. You know, probably <laughs> not, but right. But that's kind of what this is hinting at. Like, these characters are so well-known now. They're Michael Jordan. They're LeBron James. They're Cam Newton. They're, you know, they're, they're like, you know, they're Lady Gaga. They're these popular culture figures they can they can promote and advertise other products than what they are. It's uh, you know what I'm not even gonna add anything to that. That was perfect. I totally agree, and I, I guess I hadn't really quite thought about that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like this is this is a, an instance of putting two characters together that I mean, at best we might see first and in, in like the Infinity War series right. interacting together. Maybe never at all. Oh, sad. And this is and we get to see it in an ad. That is pretty weird. It's a weird time we're living in, but a good one, I guess, for nerds. Yeah. If you like comic book movies, well, just think about it. Like, this is probably the best time to be alive. It, yeah, definitely. Because if if let's like let's say you do let's say for there's somebody out there, maybe even a CBC uh, listener, whose two favorite characters are Hulk and Iron and Ant Man. That's their two favorite characters, and they're like, oh man, I'm never gonna get to see these two in a movie. When they found out Hulk wasn't gonna be in Civil War, you know, ah. This this person already sounds like the most pathetic yeah, person. Well, all the time. okay. Be nice to our <laughs> listeners, Ignacio, please. I but, don't think this person exists, okay, but okay, I, go ahead. But now that person gets to see their two favorite heroes interact in a commercial. Oh, I wish I could see this person's reaction. Okay, let me put it this way: on. if I could give you a Dark Hawk what? commercial, it's, it's happening. <laughs> it's Ant Man and Hulk. If I could give you a Dark Hawk Sleepwalker advertisement. <laughs> How much would you pop for that? How excited would you be okay, for yeah. Dark Hawk? Oh, I don't care about Sleepwalker. I don't give a shit about Sleepwalker. Okay, well, I, I was Hawk trying to think of somebody that's, happy. you know, like an equal to Dark Hawk. <laughs> oh, don't you dare. 
but yeah so just think about how excited you would be like yeah no i would be pretty excited about that i, I just think it's really cool it is a huge moment to me and i don't think enough people are, are drawing attention to how big of a moment this actually is in terms of advertising and popular culture for for comic book properties <sighs> okay right. well moving on oh can i yeah. can we, i mention one last ad before we move on yeah. Uh, this one is kind of comic book adjacent, but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a new mm, ad also yeah. during the Super Bowl weekend. No, dude, and not comic book introduced... at all. They're from, they originate from comics, so yeah. Oh, I know. Okay, we know we've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. And we got our first look at Krang. Oh, yeah! So, that's kind of cool. Yeah, we don't have that one queued up, so... <laughs> Sorry, no, guys. You're, but... you're going to have to go look for that one yourself. <laughs> but... Yeah, man, you get to see Krang for a split second. He creeps the shit out of Michelangelo. Yeah. It's great. You know, I gotta say, of all, like, the, the Michael Bay produced and directed and just whatever shit that he does, like, it's obnoxious and I tend to not like it. I actually did kind of like the first Ninja Turtles movie that he, I guess, produced. He didn't direct it, right? Um, I think he directed it, no? No, I, I think he not. produced it. But I, that movie was way better than I thought it was going to be, and I actually enjoyed it. I've watched it twice. Watched it once at uh, on the theater, and then um, you know, my little sister has it on Blu-ray. Watched it at home, so actually enjoyed it. This actually looks really good, and the the special effects look great. Krang, uh, you see, he looks like Krang from the cartoon. He's like the giant body, and then yeah, the, and then the, the brain the stomach TV screen or whatever. Yeah, name. like <laughs> that's great. That's great. Love it. Like I'm really yeah, excited for that. That's good. Keep doing that. Um. Okay, so that that does it for a Super Bowl Sunday superhero Sunday uh, segment. Oh, that's right. And, and I wanted, so I asked you mm-hmm. before the show if you wanted to talk about Flash because I know that there was a really cool episode that just aired. I can't really contribute much to this. I don't watch the show, but I wanted you to go over it because I know a lot of our listeners really like the show yeah. and get your thoughts on it. So yes, you're, the floor is yours. Okay, I will run through this <laughs> very quickly. Oh, yes. Okay, so this most recent episode of The Flash, which was uh, Welcome to Earth 2, is the title of the episode. Uh, what makes it so interesting and dynamic and why so many comic fans all around were getting really jazzed for it is that it, oh, it they're literally traveling to the multiverse uh, where they're interacting with all these other characters. And, I mean, I don't want to spoil too much because the episode just came out, but just some of the things that it teases with the multiverse it teases at heroes like batman and superman okay the really big characters that you don't see on the dc television shows. how do they tease them or is that too spoiler i don't want yeah i don't want to reveal it okay. it's small but it's neat it's neat that they do it one thing i will reveal it's like a bat signal or something it's it's on that level maybe smaller okay. than that even smaller than that but like it's like a Bruce Wayne business. Card. Yes. Okay. You're okay. you're close. So, right. but the other cool thing is when they're actually traveling through the multiverse, you get to see brief images of like these other dimensions, and one of them oh, that's cool. is Supergirl. Oh right. You yeah. See, it's just gonna be crossover. You see Supergirl though from the CBS show, and you also see the Flash from the '90s television show. No. Yes. That's pretty cool. It's, it is cool, man. Like, and there's a bunch of other stuff. Like, like, there are literally articles now out on the internet that kind of break it down, and they go like, "Does he cringe when he looks at the '90s <laughs> Flash?" Nah, he smiles actually. He's like, he's like, all right, yeah. like he's he's excited. Uh, Barry's excited, but um, it, you know, 
what the potential of what this episode opens up to is is limitless practically so you know they in theory and I'm, there's probably this will never happen but in theory you could do like an agents of shield flash crossover now agents of shield yeah because it's a multiverse oh. there could be a multiverse that's where that earth is the marvel earth and they could have like marvel television show characters but this is only if marvel and dc agree if they ever crossover. decided to do that yeah, yeah i'm not saying anytime soon but if these shows stick around for two three more years if there's money to be made they won't say no yeah, but I feel like in a way that kind of it puts Marvel in a weird spot where like all of a sudden they are one universe in DC's multiverse. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? It, it kind of makes them I, inferior in a way. It kind of puts I, I can see that argument, and there would definitely be things that they would have to hash out. I'm just saying that like anything is possible now. Like literally anything I know, I is hear possible. You. Yeah, th- I that that in and of itself is really cool. Um, go see the episode. Everybody that watches Flash, I'm sure you already know about it and have either DVR'd it or have seen it. It's on Hulu. Um, even if you haven't seen The Flash, if you want to just kind of jump on here, it's kind of a good jumping on point, to be honest. Uh, it's just full of a bunch of comic goodness. Comic nerdy goodness, all these little things running around in that episode. It's really neat. Cool. Well, there you go. It's a little Flash moment of the week. <laughs> yeah, flash. flash in the pan. Um, flash in the pan. I was going to say that, but this apparently is not a flash in the pan. No, hopefully not. We'll see. Um so now we're going to go we're going to go uh, exploring. Okay? <laughs> we're going to go spelunking into the <laughs> Comic Cove. Dude, yes. I don't want anyone ever say we don't use sound effects on this show, okay? Okay. That was amazing. Thank you. Um we're yeah. Spider-Man, dude. Spider-Man. About this? We've been talking Spider-Man. about this. Spider-Man 1. Yes. Hit the shelves. And so we got a brand new Spider-Man to talk about with Miles Morales Miles. as as Spider-Man. Yep. Um, it's it's uh it's just the first spoilers. It's the first issue, but the yeah, I guess spoilers. Um, the very first panel or the very first page, I should say, is like every main superhero from the Avengers lying motionless, possibly dead, rubble, possibly dead, possibly dead, possibly dead, under rubble, and then Spider-Man encountering this fucking beast from hell black blackheart look in he looks absolutely just terrifying nightmare juice yeah nightmare fuel just like sarah pacelli is the artist on this book and kudos sarah like mm. just knocks it out of the park this thing is terrifying yeah go look up what blackheart looked like before and then look at this image yeah like she, she took it to another level. Yeah. This thing is if you ever saw it, like you're you're not falling asleep. Yeah, man. Like Terrifying. if this if you saw this thing in your dreams or nightmares, I guess, you would like piss your pants. I mean you would Yeah. It's it's terrifying. It's a terrifying creature. Um Blackheart is the son of Mephisto. Mm-hmm. Um, Essentially the devil so kind of a, in the Marvel set, universe. Yeah, right. Uh so devilish, kind of devil adjacent. Demon adjacent, maybe. Demon adjacent. Yeah. Uh we get some we get some good Miles scenes in this one of him being in high school and not really being able to do well in, in school because he's got to do all this superhero shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also not doing so well in the uh, old lady love department. In the old lady department. And his friend, at one point, he, I mean, Miles is supposed to meet this girl that he's trying to date 
and he shows up an hour late, and she screams at him, and is like, "Get out of my face!" I never want to see. Yeah, you she again. totally melts down on him, man. Like total meltdown. Kind of, like, come kind on. of like, all right, lady, chill out a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just an I hour mean, traffic late. Traffic is kind of a lame excuse. He didn't sleep with I mean, your an hour sister. Is... I mean, right, let's, let's, right. Let's I mean, you could have handled bit. it better. Yeah. Let's be honest. Okay. But uh, you know, Miles' best friend is like, dude, I think you need to date. You know, he actually says something like, "I think you need to date people like you." Or something like, like that. Like a like a biracial person. <laughs> no, I th- yeah right. I think he met someone with superpowers. No, he does. But it's funny because it's you know obviously it's a sh- it's an epi- it's a series where we have a black Spider Man, so it's kind of impossible to not deal with race here. Um, maybe not impossible is not the right way of saying it, but it's likely right because it's just well it's kind they're of gonna they're gonna territory. take those those avenues when available. I think. Right. Um, so that that line kind of jumped out at me like. It wasn't. It wasn't meant in any kind of racist way, but it was just kind of a funny line. But that's that's where the humor lies, right? And I, I yeah, like right. that though. And also, I just like the idea of his friend being like, "Dude, don't make it so hard on yourself. Date someone else who has to deal with the same shit that you do." So that, yeah, and then what makes it kind of interesting is that the girl that he was trying to date is actually also was also is also actually black. So it was like, <laughs> right. he was like telling him you should date someone like you, and it was what he meant was superheroes. Superhero, not black person, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, but um, beyond that, you get to see a little bit of him interacting with his parents over the phone. You get to see him doing Spider-Man things. And really, I think what this issue does better, more than anything is establish Spider-Man as still, even though, you know, the, the Marvel was talking about the torch kind of being passed symbolically to Iron Man, um, it's still Spider-Man here who's kind of saving the day and with all these other characters, including Iron Man, who's like destroyed in this oh, issue. Yum. He's the guy who comes and saves the day. Like it's Spider-Man that does it. So um, it kind of reestablishes him as, as still the top dog and, that, and someone who can, who's still has a very important place in the Marvel universe. Definitely. And I'm, I was happy to see that um, a lot of what the miles dynamic, especially with, like you said, with his school life and his family, it reminded me a lot of the early Peter Parker stories, you know, um, back from like the 60s where, you know, he's just try- struggling to try to keep all this together. <laughs> um, we also get a major cameo at the end. Um, should I guess I go oh, ahead right. and spoil that? <coughs> uh, yeah, yeah, just say spoiler yeah, spoilers. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, we get yeah. to see Peter Parker, I, I assume. PP! Peter Parker, good old PP. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man, the the red and blue costume Spider-Man at the end, and he literally screams at Miles. Miles, who by the way is doing a pretty good job up until this point of saving people. And Peter just going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> just like <laughs> screaming at him, and that's how the comic ends. Um, yeah. So that'll be interesting to see. Maybe it's because he stole his thunder. He was like, "I was gonna take that guy down." Yeah. What are you doing? A little jealousy, a little jelly. Yeah. Little... Or. This could be Blackheart playing a trick, mm. an evil trick on Miles. It's true. Don't really know what Maybe Black it's not Heart Peter is. at all. Yep. Let's watch out, Miles. Watch anyway, out. But yeah, quick little. Quick it's little it's you know it's the first good. issue, so they're they're kind of getting the wheels greased, you know. Um, I'm really excited to see where the rest of this series goes. I love Brian Michael Bendis as a writer, and Sarah Pichelli's artwork is fantastic and amazing. So, dude, are they are they going to stretch that guy a little too thin? It seems like he's writing everything. Yeah, he no, he he's a prolific writer though. I mean, it's just kind of what he does. He just writes a lot. Yeah, well, we have a couple of ep- issues of Iron Man to talk about in later. 
in later episodes. We'll catch uh, that next time in the cove. They're really funny. Oh, that was a nice trip. Okay. But after going through the cove, I think I'm a little tired and looking for like a little coffee shop. A little snack, maybe. Maybe like a, maybe like a scone. A scone or a piece, a scone. piece of pie. A little pie, a little clot and cream. Mm. With my scone. Yeah. That's British. Well, uh, I think maybe we can pull over this. Uh, what's it called? Oh, Casting Corner. Oh, yeah. Casting Corner. Now, it's a real short trip, maybe a little drive through action for Casting Corner this week. But we do have a pretty juicy little piece of news to go over. And that's that uh, San Antonian, actually, San Antonio native, Jackie Earl Haley. I didn't know he was from yep. San Antonio. Yep. Or he lives Explains here. He resides here. I don't know if he's from here, but he resides here. Um,. Jackie Earl Haley from uh, the new the, the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. He was Freddy. Yeah. Uh, he was in The Watchmen as Rorschach. That's right. Uh, really good role there. Uh, he's coming back to his comic roots. He's going to be in the Preacher AMC show, Preacher, as a character by the name of Odin Quincannon. And I know, Ig, that you're reading Preacher right now. You, you've you got to meet Odin in your comic reading, Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost, I'm almost done. Okay. I'm like flying through it. Yeah, it reads uh, really well. So it's, it is. I, I don't even know how people did it when it was coming out. Like, oh, waiting once a month. Or yeah, wait. Yeah, it's, ins- so, it's insane. So, like every after each issue, you have I, to read I, I the think, next like, one. I'm gonna go to bed now, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I gotta know what happens. Next. <laughs> so I think I've told this story before, maybe even on the podcast. But I'm gonna re- rehash it real quick one more time. It's funny that you say that because I remember being in college, and I had a, a midterm. The following morning oh, no. at like eight oh, that sounds like eight thirty okay. in the morning. Okay, and so I was studying, and it was about midnight, and I was like, I need to take a break. I need to not be studying. I need to take a break. So I'm like, oh, I'll start reading Preacher, <laughs> which I already had read before. But I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll read. I haven't read it in a while. I'll read it. And I start reading it. And I read it, and I just keep getting to the next issue. I'm like, okay, got to go. This is too good. I got to see what happens. Got to see what happens. I look up at the clock, 4.30 in the morning. (laughs) I ended up reading, like, 40 issues, 40 or 50 issues, like, in a row. Oh, my God, I looked at the clock. It was 4.30 in the morning. I was so (laughs) pissed at myself. Oh, my God. So I, like, and immediately tried to go to sleep, test. but I was so angry at myself, I couldn't sleep. I ended up sleeping, like, two hours, and then I went and took the midterm. I don't think I did that well. <laughs> did you just, do you just, like, draw images of Preacher for all of the answers yeah. on your test? Yeah. So, yeah, I know exactly okay. what you well, mean by you want to No, it's crazy. One. It is crazy how every issue ends with, like, oh, damn it. Perfectly. A new just cliffhanger. Garth Ennis is a Sucks. master of that. He really is, man. I, I keep thinking, like... All right, after this next issue, should be a good stopping point. And then, like, something happens. I'm like, no, oh, I need to know. Um, and, he like, something will happen, and then, like, he'll take, like, five or six issues to get to the end of that. Yes. Story. So it's like, he just, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, so uh, it's great. But I, I Odin Quinn it. Cannon, um, total weirdo in the comic. We'll see. Total weirdo. Like, it's cool to hear, you know, a, a character from the comic being cast mm-hmm. because, they, you know, we mentioned this in previous podcasts that they've, they said that they're going to really go quite different from the comics or like go away from it so yeah the fact that they're casting someone who is from the comics is promising that's cool and he is such a weirdo uh i won't give away what the weirdest thing is that he does but it's pretty strange pretty strange a lot of characters in preacher do weird weird things mm-hmm. um but it, it's a good it's a good casting choice yeah odin is is like this he's like this small 
bald, kind of pathetic little kind of guy a nebish who's man. got a lot of yeah. money and is just yeah, right, and is also very very strange. So I could see this. I could see um, your San Antonio boy. What's his name again? Jackie Earl Haley. I could see, I could see him doing a good job. Yeah, I think he, I think he seems to be pretty good at playing kind of twisted characters. Yeah, so. but good, I think, I think he's gonna good job AMC on the casting. Uh, I mean, I guess we won't know until we see it, but in theory, it looks like they, that that's a good. Uh, yeah, good and get. in in preacher Odin does not show up until like issue at, at least forty thirty. Uh, yeah, but I want to say like towards the second half of the whole run. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if if that's going to be the case on the series, if he's going to come in kind of later. Um, I, I don't know. I don't actually know how their filming's going, if it's something that's already in the can. Yeah. Or if he's... But anyway, we'll see. It's good, though. It's good casting. I'm, I'm totally on board yeah. with it. Cool. Well, the last thing, and this will be, you know, real quick, but we just got... Before we started recording, you actually were able to find this, and to your... What I feel mm-hmm. is almost to your own or our detriment... But apparently there has been a <laughs> fan film trailer, teaser trailer that has been released for not Darkhawk, but Sleepwalker. Ugh. No, this actually hurt me when I read so, it. So, I mean, I, we saw the trailer and I don't want to be too harsh on a fan created project. And it's just a teaser. So, you know, how the actual project ends up turning out, we'll, we'll get to it when that happens. All I want to know is, how do you feel about that yeah. somebody's taking it upon themselves to make a fan-made Sleepwalker mm-hmm. film, but yet yep. we are all quiet on the Darkhawk front? Devastated, in one word. Um, you know what? Sleepwalker and Darkhawk came out around the same time, mm-hmm. actually. Um, yep. And I remember this because that was, you know, this was kind of my, my core comic book days when I was, like, really, really into comics. Right. Um, probably my peak nerddom. And um, they were essentially kind of brought in to be new characters, kind of superheroes of the 90s, if you will. Yep. And, and they both failed. Uh, but Sleepwalkers failed a lot more spectacularly than Darkhawk. Because <laughs> uh, Sleepwalker, I think, only had about 30 issues. So, like, did not last very long. Darkhawk, on the other, on, on the other hand, had 50. So, okay. suck at Sleepwalker. That's like a whole um, other year, at least, yeah. It's a whole nother year. And the fact that Sleepwalker's getting a fan movie made about yeah. it just makes me sick. Yeah. Makes me goddamn sick to my stomach that we still don't have a Darkhawk movie out there. And I am I am begging the CBC universe to make this happen. I think we need Chris Powell's story told. Finally. It's time. All right. That's the end of my rant. I have, no, I have nothing to say. There's no rebuttal. I feel your passion. I feel your pain, sir. Uh, hashtag, let's see, what would it be? Hashtag Dark Hawk Ho. Hashtag Dark No More. Dark No More. There you yeah. go. Dark No More. Hashtag Dark No More. Out of, hashtag Out of the Dark. Out of the Dark. What? We have to pick one because it's going to be confusing yeah. if you go with like four. Out of the Dark. I like that. Okay. Hashtag Out of the Dark. Please. Make this happen. Let's get that trending, everyone. Oh, man. It's just going to be you, like, 20, 20 gonna... Twitter posts a, a minute. Gonna... <laughs> I'm just going to have to make it myself, I guess. It's fine. Man. Actually, that's a question for a future cast, but if you could cast anyone as Darkhawk, think about that, and we'll touch on that on a future episode of Comic Book Characters. Big. That's right.
It's right. been a pleasure yeah. as well, always. It's been a pleasure. Next time we'll be talking about Deadpool. We'll be having a probably yeah. entire Deadpool issue. But until then, Fortress of Pop 2 is closed. Stay super, everyone. Later, guys. power is comparable to that of Galactus. His main power is unlimited shape-shifting. He can become virtually any substance, any size, larger than suns even, and shape in any color. He can turn into things such as starships, cannons, or etc. Potentially, he can make himself into a massive cannon the size of a planet and destroy anything in space, okay? There's no way Wolverine could beat him.